I don't know why, but I didn't need a fake ID. Oh, really? There was a liquor store in Eagle Rock. I think it's still there, but I don't think it's called the same anymore. But it was a liquor store that would actually sell. Like, Kids. yeah, like, I guess if you, a lot of times, if you just act like you belong back then, they wouldn't question it. Like, if you just act like, oh, yeah, I'm, I buy this all the time. I mean, I just put it down. Yeah. Now they question which is they good. Should. Which is good. Yeah, they should good. Yeah, they, yeah, they should do that. Hello and welcome to Here in LA, Eagle Rock Edition. Today we're chatting up with Rebecca Franklin, who grew up here in Eagle Rock, went to high school here, ditched a lot of high school, <laughs> rode the bus to Hollywood and to Pasadena, where she volunteered at K Rock and jumped on the laps of rock stars? She basically lived the real-life fantasy life of native Angelinos, the things that we hear about in books and see in movies like Valley Girl. For over three decades, Rebecca worked for Universal, next door to the Universal Studios, and there she met even more legends. She will tell us about all of it now, so come on, get happy. Rebecca, we are talking to you because you grew up here in Eagle Rock. I did. Uh, from what age to what age were you here? So I went to um, uh, not not Eagle Rock at first. I was in Mount Washington Elementary until fourth grade until my mom and dad got divorced. We moved to Eagle Rock and then from fifth grade on up through high school. And then a little bit after that, I was in Eagle Rock. Eagle Rock High? Eagle Rock Junior Senior High. Combination school. What is is it the Eagle Rock Eagles? It is the Eagle Rock Eagles. Is it really? Yeah, it's the Eagles. True Eagles. <laughs> so no creativity or imagination. No, not at all. <laughs> Are there eagles in Eagle Rock? I have never seen an eagle in Eagle Rock. <laughs> so it's all because Ever. of that, that crazy rock over there. <laughs> exactly. Have you climbed that rock? Have you partied on that rock? I have not. And... Actually, at some point, I am leaving Los Angeles and Southern California and moving to New Mexico, and that's kind of on my bucket list to actually go and climb the rock. I've just never did it, never had a chance. It, is that not a thing that people do? It is a thing that people do. I just hadn't done it. I haven't done it yet. Because I've heard of people yeah. in New York who've never gone up the Statue of Liberty or right. you know things like that, and right. maybe that's the deal here. Yeah, I just... Hadn't had a chance yet. <laughs> Done lots of other things in Eagle Rock, but haven't climbed the Eagle. Yeah. I have climbed up the Hollywood sign and on the back of the L. So, oh, really? That. Yeah. You, you trespassed on the. Uh... Yeah, we might have had to run really quick. From... Because the speakers were saying, get off of the L. Uh, the police. The police showed up? Yeah. The police showed up. How old were you for this? Uh, I think I was 16. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they had my friend in handcuffs at the bottom. But they did let us go. So, yeah. Did your friend get cited or? Uh... No, they actually just told us never to do it again. I think we were that scared that we were like, okay, we're not, we're not doing that again. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, if you're living in LA mm -hmm. and you're a teenager, right? It's true. It's true. I, I, I kind of like that. I look at the Hollywood sign. I'm like, oh, I wasn't on the L. I was on the back of an L and they're really heavily tagged on the back. That doesn't show. So you weren't the only one. I wasn't the only one. By far. Yeah, no. So what was it like uh, going to Eagle Rock High School? It, I guess I, it, back in my mind, I kind of always wanted to go to like Hollywood High or Fairfax, you know, someplace kind of cool. But it was, 
okay, I had my fun, uh, you know, being close to the original K-Rock that was over in Pasadena. That was kind of cool because I would ditch school quite a bit and go and answer request lines over at that location and hang they, out with they the They just DJs. let the kids, like, yeah, show well, up? Yeah, I guess, I don't know, just, we made it that they were easy to talk to and just kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, if you want, we'll answer request lines. Like, really? Yeah, sure. So sitting there and then we kind of kept going back approximately what year was this oh probably 1983 oh my god 84 so like some really good times back then for 83 84 for k-rock that was some good music we're today. talking depeche mode the mm-hmm. smiths yeah. oingo boingo oh yeah oingo boingo's huge out here not, is, is that what the, other is that what the kids were requesting back then on the yeah. request line yeah uh suburban lawns and some more some punk rock acts. yes like some of the good well because that was played a lot more often than you, you don't ever hear it now sadly yeah yeah so wow yeah it was it was it was more fun than going to school at the time <laughs> Heck yeah. And I don't regret any of it. <laughs> Would you take the bus? How did you get yes. there? Okay. So one of the good things about Eagle Rock, you know, being Eagle Rock junior, senior high school, the 180, I think it's the 181 bus passes by there, stops directly in front of the high school. And that takes you directly all the way to Hollywood. Going the other way, it oh, takes right. you to Pasadena. The 181 ends up at Hollywood and Highland in, yeah. in Hollywood. Yep. And in Pasadena, where does it drop you off? Uh, near? Uh, it's on. It goes on uh, Colorado Boulevard. It goes right near uh, Los Robles and all those areas around there. So you can, it's, it's a. I have to say, it's a really great bus line. <laughs> so yeah. Shout out to the 181. Exactly, and the 180, which what? that that one goes on Colorado from Eagle Rock. Where was the the K-Rock Studios? Are they still in the same place? No. They were at 117 South Los Robles in Pasadena. Look at how near and dear it is to your heart. It very, very dear. It was my babysitter growing up. Yeah. You were there that often. I was there that often and my mom was working and, you know, being single mom. So I had to entertain myself somehow. (laughs) And music was it. Music was the way. Did your mom know that you were going a little bit to K-Rock? She... Uh, knew I was hanging out with my friends. I don't, she didn't really, she, she didn't really ask. I guess, you know, with my brother and sister being older, by the time she got to me, she's like, okay, she's good. And then I just remember there was one time I, I came home. I never had a curfew. One time I came home and I was like, okay, this is it. I'm getting in trouble today. And I got home at 7 a.m. She's like, did you have a good time last night? I'm like, yeah, I did. I had a great time. She yeah. just did not. Did not. As long just, as you're alive. As long as I'm alive. Yeah. What were you doing until 7 a.m., young lady? I was out having fun and just drinking, uh, drinking a little bit, going to the beach. Yeah. The beach? The beach. How? The- I knew how to get uh, anywhere on the bus. Really? And, yeah. And then we would meet people and they had cars and, you know, we'd drive and they're like, oh, let's go do this. And. Just okay. totally different era, huh? Def- definitely different era. Like I, I went to Maryland's from Eagle Rock. Maryland's was this old teen disco, like place to go dancing, and they played like Susie and the Banshees and the Smiths and you know all that kind of stuff. Had a bus to take us there, and we just kind of walked down from Colorado Boulevard to go there and going the other way. I went to a place called Odyssey that was open until 5 a.m. I I used to go to the Odyssey. Oh my gosh. Right wow. by the Beverly Center. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what Owners was... burned it down to collect on the insurance. I still have some of the uh, tape 
that they put around there. I heard it was burned down mm -hmm. because um, either the owners or the parents realized it was gay friendly. Oh, yeah. It was very gay And friendly. they were either scared that their kids were gay or they just didn't want that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is all rumors. Right. And, and speaking as somebody who didn't know the scene at all. Right. <laughs> and I read the LA Weekly's description of the Odyssey, uh -oh. which they said, kind of a cross between the Cantina Bar and Star Wars. And and that was enough for me. Yes. And and I go, and it's the first time I see girls kissing. Mm -hmm. It's the first time a guy asks me to dance. And first time I'd seen a, a guy in makeup and wearing women's clothing. Yeah. It's... Which when you're a teenager, you're I mean, like, well, okay. <laughs> now you grew up around this stuff. Right. I, this is totally shocking uh -huh. to me. I went straight home swearing I'm, I, that club was not for me. Oh. <laughs> but somehow I went back. Okay. <laughs> you know why? Because the music was so good. The music was great. That's where I first heard uh, Stephen Tintin's Duffy's Kiss Me. <laughs> I first heard Dead or Alive, You Spin oh, Me Around. Yes. Like. Yeah. Hazy Fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there was a it lot was, of good It was stuff. amazing music. And, and it was open until 5 a.m. back then. I, like, like, what kind of club, what kind of teen <laughs> dance club was open until 5 a.m.? I was like, I'd leave there, go home, get changed, go to school. And so, I don't even remember, like, the soda costing that much. Right. Or even the, the cover charge yeah, I remember there was, like, much. juice, as, yeah. as I remember. Yeah. So, like, how are they making any money? It wasn't really cheap to get in. I think Friday and Saturday nights, I want to say it was... $12, I think. Yeah. Which back then, that was a lot of money. Yeah. So my friend and I would go around asking for donations. I'm like, well, what am I donating for? I'm like, for us to go to, out to a club. Okay. <laughs> we just like, go around, get donations, go out to the club. And then if you went on Friday and Saturday, they would give you a card, which I still have one of those cards to today. Oh, you're so lucky. I keep all kinds of weird stuff. Um, and you could get entrance in between Sunday through Thursday for free. So that's why I kept going back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was a lot of fun. There was another club called Peanuts on Santa Monica Boulevard. In West Hollywood. Was, yep. Mm -hmm. Used to go there. Yeah. Which I want to say was like 6969 Santa Monica yes. Boulevard. Like, yes, it Obviously, is. I would remember that. But <laughs> but I always thought that that was more of a lesbian bar. It, it was, but it just it, it gay friendly. Right. So kind of everybody... Uh, they had a lot of cross-dressing shows there, and that's which is kind of fun. like what Akbar and yes. um, what's the, the the Abbey? The Abbey, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like yeah, it's it's gay, but right. We're not going to who who are we to discriminate? Right. If, if you're straight, you know. Yeah. And which was also eye-opening for a Midwesterner coming to LA. Right. That um, you. There's a lot of segregation mm -hmm. in the Midwest. And here, I don't see that that much. Mm -hmm. You know, that you, all doors are open. Right. You know, and yes, there's Latino clubs, but everyone's welcome. There's black clubs. Everybody's right. welcome. I remember, um, did you ever go to Florentine Gardens? I did. Went to Florentine Gardens many times. I went to the 321 Club. I loved 321. Santa Monica. Yes. Uh, Dylan's in Westwood. Dylan's had three floors. Three floors. And they played different music. Uh, yeah. Seven Seas. Yeah. That was on Hollywood Boulevard. And then they changed that. I think they ended up changing that to a club called The Ruby. But it had three separate rooms with different music. That was kind of cool. And you would just take the bus everywhere. Yeah. 
I love that. Until I had a car and then I took my, I had a Dodge Dart Swinger. <laughs> Bought it for $600 off of some old lady. It was a great car. So were, were you an anomaly at your school that you were doing this a lot? Or is this a typical Eagle Rock Eagle thing? No, we were kind of the the weird kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, goth kids. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's would they would kind of think of us the goth kids or the punk rockers. And we were the weird kids that kind of like stood out. So any chance we got, we'd go to Hollywood and go meet bands and listen to music. And Yeah. Yeah. Would would you dress goth or would you dress more punk? Ah, uh, probably a just a lot of black, like a lot of black. <laughs> so probably a little bit more goth. Um, I met Nina Hagen at at K Rock. I have pictures with her from back in the day. Just was lucky enough to be during that time, and 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 just it it was a really great time, and I loved every moment of it. And yeah. if I had known now what I knew, like. I probably would have gone even more. <laughs> you were there four days a week. You would have gone seven days exactly. a week. Exactly. <laughs> Did K-Rock give you t-shirts or concert oh, yeah. tickets? Occasionally, um, I got t-shirts. I have some really old K-Rock t-shirts. One of them being before K-Rock was the rock of the 80s. It's the old baseball uh, jersey that says K-Rock. And it's in. it's actually in stone, the words K-Rock. And then it says underneath it, the Rock of L.A. That was before the 80s. But nice. I still have some of the Rock of the 80s T-shirts and all that. And I uh, occasionally concert tickets. I'm hoping to do something with my concert tickets, like as an artwork piece, because there's so many. I mean, you don't get concert tickets anymore. The stubs. Which yeah. Is, yeah, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, did you meet any cool people while like you were there? Yes. Uh, I've met Billy Idol, Spandau Ballet. Wow. Um, um, Gosh, uh, well, my favorite because, you know, is uh, in excess. And luckily I was able to meet them a few times. So, okay. You're a 16-year-old girl. Uh, probably at the time I was 14. 14? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Even even maybe better, 15. maybe worse. <laughs> Billy Idol, Michael Hutchins. Yes, Michael Hutchins was awesome. The Spando Ballet guy mm -hmm. whose name I don't remember. Oh, uh, Tony Hadley. Look there's, at you. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. Handsome devils. Yes. Did oh, I got to meet the Sparks. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> but but for a teenage girl, mm -hmm. I mean, in person, mm -hmm. were they more handsome in person? Oh, Michael Hutchins definitely was. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. He had also great hair, too. Oh, yeah. Very soft. Uh, <laughs> did he have the Australian accent, too? Yes. Yes. So he's also so, he's accenting all over. He's yes. shaking your hand. You're blushing. Yeah, you you're blushing now. So I guess you, you could say that. <laughs> were you blushing then? Oh, uh, I maybe after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say I was blushing, blushing back then. Yeah, it was some fun times. <laughs> was uh, I mean, one of the interesting things about LA is uh, a lot of these celebrities are shorter than we think they mm -hmm. are. Was Hutchins shorter? No, he was a little bit taller. Even taller. Yeah, than I think he, he was. I think he was like five ten, five eleven. So he wasn't, and I was probably five five, five six at the time. So he he yeah. met all of your hopes and dreams and wishes. And yes, uh, when they got there to K Rock for their interview, me and this other girl jumped into the car with them. <laughs> wait, wait, what? So I ended up on Tim, their guitarist player's lap, 
And so Gary Grant, their tour manager, was saying, hey, girls, you need to get out of the car. And both Michael and Tim said, no, they can stay. So sitting there on their laps. Where'd you guys go? Uh, they had gotten lost. They went into the wrong driveway. So they had to like, go around the block to come back and go back into K-Rock. So you knew it was going to be a little short ride and you were going to yes. take advantage of oh, the yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Were you always as ballsy of a young lady? Uh, I've always been under, uh, technically I'm kind of like an introvert. I'm kind of shy with things and certain things, but I know that there's times where if you don't get that chance and react and do something, you're never going to get that chance again. So that's when I knew I just had to jump in the car, check to see if it was unlocked. It was unlocked, jumped in. Uh, one time I was walking down Melrose and saw Simon Lebon walking down there and I looked at him and he walked by. I was like, I have to say something. So I was like, you're Simon Lebon, which was the, the dumbest thing to say, but <laughs> he's like, shh. And I'm like, so just talk to him briefly. What that was kind of cool. Now that guy's like tall. Yes, he is tall. He's very tall. How does he pretend not to be Simon Lebon? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like back, that was like, uh, he had gone into Koala Blue on Melrose, which was Olivia Newton-John's store back in the day, which I love that store because I'm a huge NXS fan. And was Simon dressed in his like suit jacket and guy he liner? Was dressed, he was dressed like kind of casual, but still looked good. Like I'm sure some type of designer clothes, but not like anything like a jacket and suit or anything like that. Better dressed than your average guy. Exactly. Kind of stood out. And plus, you know, having a model in his arm. Oh, did he? That, yeah. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Yasmin. Wow. So you were, you were hanging out in Melrose a lot, too. Yes. Which is the perfect place for a teenage girl. It is. And it has changed so much since back in the day. There were stores like Industrial Revolution that had really great black, white, and industrial stuff for your house. It's just great store. Great store. I missed that store. Vinyl Fetish. Uh, Renee's All Ears Records. Just great place. Great place to be and grow up and get music get a hold of some music uh one of my previous interviews was with uh, lena lacaro who a uh, longtime writer for the la weekly mm -hmm. and again because i didn't grow up around this when i look at melrose today i i guess i'm still comparing it to other streets in la right so i still see that melrose that i remember from the 80s mm -hmm. and i love it but you ladies mm. shake your heads yeah. as if it's <laughs> It's not crappy. It is. Sorry. It it's is. crappy. It is. It's it's a just a sad remembrance of what it used to be. It's mm -hmm. really sad. You used to have the what was it, the burger that ate LA that looked like a big gigantic burger. It's like shaped like a burger. <laughs> you just add like store after store after store, just these really cool places that you could just like go through and look through the vinyl bins and you know. That was some good times. Yeah, it's not anything like that now. It's really super expensive stores, and it's just—it's like it's trying too hard. Mm -hmm. It's like Velveeta. <laughs> so, are there any streets in LA that that you love today? No. So, when you move to New Mexico, you are—you're not going to miss a lot of LA. Do you think? I okay. There is something that I will miss. 
I will miss the access of being able to go to more concerts, you know, than the average person that's say maybe in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a show coming up. Oh, um, uh, Midnight Oil and tickets are going on sale tomorrow and they are, it's their farewell tour. They are not doing any shows in New Mexico or even anywhere close to that. I think they're doing a show in Chicago, but and I'm going to come back to LA for that. One of the few bands with a bald singer. Exactly. <laughs> and he's a really cool guy. I met him. Have you? Yeah. Really just down to earth and just a likable, great personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. Let's go back to K-Rock real quick. Yes. Did you have, there were so many great DJs there. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite DJ? I did. Richard Blade. Yes. Richard Blade, because he truly just loves the music. He loves that 80s music and he's just always been so passionate about, you know, sharing that knowledge with other people. And main thing is because of him, I was able to meet in excess. Oh. So he told me about them going to K-Rock for an interview. He told me that they were going to be doing a uh, recording at the LA Zoo near the Australia section <laughs> for the show that he used to do called Video Beat. So I, I might have had to ditch school on that day. I think I might have ditched school on that day. But yeah, I went to go meet NXS there as well. Um, Many times I met NXS. The, the, the dear teachers of Eagle Rock High, mm-hmm. <laughs> they never ratted you out to your mom? I They never f- said Rebecca is... <sighs> we never see her? Is she okay? No, um, basically had... I, I wouldn't miss like entire days sometimes. Sometimes I would, but then other times I wouldn't. And I had a friend that had excellent penmanship. That would write my notes in my mom's cursive writing. And I just bring there and, you know, go there and get my little absence slip to go back into class. And all was good. This is. Did you have a fake ID? Because you seem like somebody that would have had a fake ID. I don't know why, but I didn't need a fake ID. Oh, really? There was a liquor store in Eel Rock. I think it's still there, but I don't think it's called the same anymore. But it was a liquor store that would actually sell. Like kids. Yeah. Like, I guess if you, a lot of times, if you just act like you belong back then, they wouldn't question it. Like if you just act like, oh yeah, I buy this all the time. And I just put it down. Now they question. As they should. Which is good. Yeah, Yeah, they should. Good. Yeah, they they should do that. Were you buying like, would you play it cool and only buy a six pack? Yeah. Okay. A lot of wine I would buy, like Boone's Farm. Were you ever into Bartles and James? I was into Barnold James. That was a little bit later on. I think uh-huh. more so when I was legal. I think maybe I was 17 when that came out. But I bought the wine, the Boom, Boone's Farm Apple, because they fit inside of my um, Levi jean jacket pocket, one in each. So I could go into different clubs. They didn't really check you back then and bring in drinks. So, <laughs> Did Eagle Rock have a club? No. You had to go to Hollywood. Yeah, you had to did, go to Hollywood. Did Pasadena have any clubs back then? Yes. Maryland's Backstreet Disco. Okay. That was a pretty cool place. They would play uh, really good music. I think it was on the Friday night. That is where they play like the 80s and, you know, more Pasadena of the Pasadena is so stuff. big. I would hope that they would have had something. Yeah, yeah. That place was, was pretty great. And then, oh, Glendale had a place of all things. A place called Network. And it was in the bottom of a church. On Brand and Colorado, I believe, was the corner. On the bottom of a church. We would go over there quite a bit, too. Brand in Colorado. So so 
where the Americana is now? Across the street. Across from the street. So where yeah. the Shake Shack is now. Yes. And yeah. Like, well. Maybe behind that a little. I think there's a church there. There's like that there. big, gigantic, tall building. It was in the basement of that, that building. Interesting. Yeah. And the church, did, I mean, did it, did it feel it was like a, a regular club to you? Oh, yeah. It was dark and. You could be gothy. You could be gothy. You could, you could sneak in your to, booze. I didn't sneak my booze into that one. That okay. was kind of like a little bit more. I don't know. They would watch you, I guess, kind of. Because it was a teen club. Okay, then. Yeah. So were teens making out? Oh, yeah. In the bottom of a church? Yes. I the love that. In the church, yes. Um, <laughs> forgive me if I'm being naive with this question. Mm -hmm. Is there marijuana at all these places? Not really, because it was a little bit harder to get on occasion. I think I it, it was more accessible in... Like 1980, 81. So early a little bit. Yeah. So when you were in junior high, it was easier yes. to get weed. Yes. Then later. Yes. How interesting is I that? I don't know why that was. And this, we really cared more about, you know, just being able to drink our cheap apple wine <laughs> on the go. This <laughs> was like easy. So did you have a boyfriend during any of this time? On occasion, yes. Were they uh, able to to get joints and stuff like that? That it's never really, I don't know why. It, it was, was really that dry. It, it, I, I guess it was kind of dry. I just, I really don't remember us. Like we, I just remember an access to more so of pills. Oh, than, yeah. What kind of pills were you guys doing? Oh, like for the eighties, the early eighties, that was probably like seven fourteen quaaludes. So, so the last gasp of quaaludes. The last gasp of quaaludes. Can you? Can, okay. <laughs> Sounds Again, so bad. This is. By the way, mm -hmm. this is all the things that I was hoping that California was going to be when I was in high school. In right. So you lived the dream. <laughs> and many of us talked ourselves out of it. And we were like, well, that's only in the movies. Right. Like, that's myth. That's legend. Right. And weirdly, people don't talk about this a lot. Right. I don't know why. I don't know if they're ashamed or embarrassed or right. what, but they don't. So when because that's not done anymore, really. <laughs> well, Quaaludes disappeared from the face of the earth. Yes, which is they did. Bizarre. Um, so we would hear about this in Cheech and Chong comedy albums. Uh -huh. And when I came to California, it's not like I was looking for it, but I realized at some point I've never even heard anybody offer this. Right. What were Quaaludes like? Oh, truthfully, if I could just one, one more. Really? <laughs> happy, yeah. You liked it that much? Yeah. Um, I had a, oh, this is going to sound so bad. I had a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> that like to get them, but she would grind them up and smoke them. Smoke them? Yes. And so occasionally, yes, yeah, she did have pot, but she didn't like pot because she didn't like the way it made her feel. Mm -hmm. So she would grind it up and put it over oregano. And I will never forget that rush. Why the oregano? She Because she didn't like, because otherwise it would just go into whatever device that it would sink because it's oh. powder. Oh. Yeah. So she kind of had something to like kind of like you know, a filter almost. Yeah, kind of like to, to hold it. <laughs> is it is it a mellow downer type of No. It picked it you up. It wasn't a down it wasn't a downer. It was just kind of like um I just remember feeling really elated and and happy and silly and and if if you smoked it, the the rush, it 
that was a really great the feeling. babysitter yes the how babysitter old, how yes. old was this babysitter oh let's see um if i was 11 you were I 11 smoking she... quaaludes no i probably waited until i was 12 maybe <laughs> maybe 13 mom yeah she, she's being honest <laughs> i know i'm being way this too is the honest. california life yes the southern california life it was that um Adam 12 warned us about <laughs> and you were living it. Yeah. She was, I think she was 19. Wow. Maybe 20. Yeah. Wow. And she lived across the street at her grandmother's house. So she was kind of taking care of her grandmother, but her grandmother couldn't hear all that well. So. So maybe these were granny's not. quaaludes. No, they were definitely not. <laughs> they, they, they were not. There was some things that she, she got a hold of it. I know a couple things that she got a hold of. It was from a, a veterinarian. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's not done now. did Hollywood and when we did Venice, mm -hmm. there were local celebrities of Hollywood and Venice. And Hollywood was the the Superman guy who recently died. Oh, yes. I saw that. There was Angeline mm -hmm. um, in she's, Venice. She's still around. Yes. In Venice, there was Harry Perry. Is, is there or was there a Eagle Rock local celebrity? No. Never anybody in an Eagle Rock because it just wasn't that you know, well-known. I mean, anybody asks, anytime I said I was from Eagle Rock and they didn't know, I'd have to tell them it's in between Glendale and Pasadena. But uh, there was other like local celebrities like over in uh, Hollywood, the Lava Lady. The Lava uh, Lady? The Lava Lady. She uh, was a, a relatively tall woman, or at least she came across as tall. But I think part of it was because the enormous bun that she had atop of her head <laughs> and she would always dress all in black and just for lack of a bit, she would slink down the street and she just wore a lot of makeup and you just kind of noticed her because she looked different than anybody else. And the reason why she was called the lava lady is she lived in this house that was made of lava, like this lava rock. It was all in black and it was just very ominous to, to go by there and look at this place. I, I had heard that new owners bought it and redid it. So it's no longer. Oh. The lava house is what I've what I've heard, but there's her, and then there's a, another one, the Eskimo lady that always hung out on uh, Hollywood and and Highland around there, and she w always wore a really really big woolly coat and just hundreds of buttons and pins on her front. And she never really said anything; she just kind of walked around, kind of like looking to see what her pins are. <laughs> this is interesting, <laughs> definitely interesting. Uh, growing up in Eagle Rock. Hmm? Where were there fun places to hang out to eat? Like, like when I when I see Colorado and I see the Oinkster and Tommy's, <clears throat> Jim's Burgers was Oinkster. Oh, that's what it used to be. Yeah, Jim's was that the hangout? Was that the whole um, place? And then there's occasion, Cindy's at the end of the road there. Okay, so Cindy's during the time that I grew up there, that place was closed a good amount of time, 
And, but it had just stayed there because the, you know, it looks really cool. It's like that old fifties on occasion it was open, but then it was closed for many, many, like I want to say decades almost. Mm. And then somebody bought it and I was really sad because I'd had a dream to actually buy that place and make it what I felt like it should be a really great fifties diner with a great feeling. So, so you don't like how Cindy's turned out? Um, it's okay. The food is not exactly what I'd want for a diner. I want diner food. Yeah. I want like amazing pancakes and, you know, like French toast and just all the good din- good sandwiches. Not like this, this stuff that they do. I mean, their food is good. It's just, it's, it's, it's missing something. Yeah. It's like kind of like the stuff that you find in, you know, Los Feliz and stuff. So. Ooh. No, I'm not dismissed, but it is it is kind of the same thing as that. So (laughs) and and growing up there, there was no McDonald's and now there's a McDonald's. I even Mm -hmm. think there's like a Del Taco now. But anytime like as a kid, if you want to go to McDonald's, you had to go to 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 Glendale. Uh There used to be a place on Colorado that was the old Bob's Big Boy, but that has long gone. Mm -hmm. There was a. uh, a miniature golf course there that was very <laughs> short-lived um but pete's blue chip is still there they have great breakfast burritos uh tommy's which has been there for as long as i can remember i know it was something else i can't remember what it was that what, what i what i like about tommy's and i'm so glad it's still around yeah is in in before the in and out hype mm-hmm. which is well deserved i think right um there was fat burger right and, but before Fatburger, it was Tommy's. And Tommy's was so popular, I guess, in LA mm-hmm. that they had all these like ripoff versions. Oh, yeah. Tommy's. Yeah, T O M I E. Right. <laughs> and yet you had one of like the really, really good ones right here on Colorado. Yes. Did you guys appreciate it when you were? Yes. Actually, it's one of the places that I will go to before we move to New Mexico. But I would go there quite a bit before school. And pick up a burger and go to my first period class, my books for pleasure class, and eat my burger. <laughs> the class was called books for pleasure. Books for pleasure. That was actually a class, and your chore was to your your, you know, to read and write about it. It's like yeah, about like, anything like to, you yeah, want. You could read whatever book you wanted. There wasn't any kind of rules on just as long as you were reading. Okay, so you're Gen X. Mm-hmm. Were you reading Flowers in the Attic? Yes, of course I read Flowers <laughs> in the Attic. <laughs> I read Flowers in the Attic back in was it fifth or sixth grade. I wrote, I wrote, I read, um, oh, what was that? Forever by Judy Bloom, which is the first mention of a penis in like a young adult. <laughs> like, I remember my friends like passing this book back and forth. We're like, hee hee. What did, what did the penis do in this book? It had a name. The, the penis's name was Ralph. What? This guy, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but I remember the name that he named his penis. Name his penis Ralph. Yes. But I can't remember the guy's name. But yeah, isn't it fascinating that? I mean, they always say that girls mature a lot right. quicker than boys, and maybe this is why. Is I'm reading about the life of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> you guys are reading about sex and incest and like all this crazy stuff. In- incest, like in Flowers of the Attic. Yeah. So basically, you didn't read the book about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar about what he named his penis. No. In fact, I even met him, and <laughs> if I had known. No, that there was a story I, behind his of. penis, I may have asked. I may <laughs> little have. Kareem. I he's, he's, a, he's a little intimidating. Is he? Oh, yeah. Because oh. he's quiet and he's so tall. He he's does the seem, tallest guy I've ever met. Yeah, he does seem pretty quiet. Yeah. 
Um, but how crazy. So, okay. So books for pleasure. Mm -hmm. Did you have to write, write book reports? Yes. And the teacher was okay that you were reading kind of dirty books? I don't think she knew. Like that well, that part wasn't really talked about. But wasn't every girl reading Flowers in the yes, Attic? Yes, every girl was reading Flowers in the Attic. So If There Be Thorns and Petals on the Wind, that whole collection. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the teacher is it like, was a whatever. Time. It was a different time back then. My sister had it. Yeah, see? <laughs> and I don't think my mom read it. <laughs> now... People know and they kind of like get the word out. Well, now yeah. the kids are watching Euphoria on oh, HBO. Oh, gosh. I've are you watching that. that? I had, yes. Um, which I actually like a lot. Yes. It's and a good show, but God. Super intense. But uh, <gasps> so I was at a party the other day talking to my friends who have teens now. Uh-huh. And the teens were there too. And as soon as I asked the kids, had they seen the most recent episode? Right. They perked up and started screaming how much they loved it. Oh. And I feel like it's a lot like Flowers in the Attic. Like right. it's it's things that is probably too mature mm -hmm. for kids, which is maybe why they love it so much. Right. And to be able to process that at a sudden, such a young age. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I think girls can. Right. I, I think I think young women, especially in, in Euphoria, can wrap their heads around a trans person right. probably better than a boy can at that age. Right. Because we we've, we still don't have any clue. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, <laughs> okay. Are you glad that you grew up in Eagle Rock? Oh, yeah. Are you glad I, that you grew up here instead of Hollywood? Actually, I am. I I, I feel pretty lucky. I, I like where I lived. And I actually, like in Eagle Rock, I remember because LA Weekly was kind of my Bible growing up. I always would see like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And I remember I would always see a lot of shows for a band called The Bangs, which were the Bangles before... Oh, they became the Bangles. They used to be called the Bangs. I like but that they, name better. I know exactly. <laughs> and they would play at this local club on York all the time. And I never saw them back then, but I should have. So Highland Park, Highland Park. Yeah. Uh, not the uh, uh, the bowling alley. No, there was no. A, a different. Um... The bowling alley wasn't there. That got closed up for like because I don't remember it when I was a kid. So Mr. T's bowl, Mr. T's bowl, right? It wasn't around when I was a kid. Interesting. Yeah. Was this, was the soda place, uh, Galco's was that in yes. Highland Park? Galco's was there. Um, there was a place in Eagle Rock, which actually I think is, there's another, there's a location over in, uh, Alhambra called Fossilman's ice cream. Uh -huh. Excellent ice cream place. Yeah. <laughs> Used to go there with my mom and dad and get ice cream on their little pink. Must've been like seven at the time. So in our previous episode, we uh, talked with Joe Armstrong, mm -hmm. who is a, a noted mountaineer and hiker. Mm -hmm. Was that a thing for young people in Eagle Rock to do in the 80s? And to go 90s? hike? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I, just, I think the only time we did, it was there was a goal in mind, was uh, up in Eaton Canyon, the Eaton Canyon Falls. Yeah. We wanted to go hike there to go see a waterfall. 
and to go get high. So right, <laughs> it's like put those two things together, and that's both awesome. missions accomplished. Yes, exactly. Was the waterfall really cool to see? Yeah, it was great. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, you should go. You should go. It's it's really worth it. Go to go on some of those hikes that like nobody ever goes on. They're, they're well, nowadays great. I hear everybody goes to yeah, like, but it's, too many people maybe. There was one that I went like last year up in Azusa that I didn't know about and just ended up in this little reservoir. It was great. Had no idea that was there. What was the coolest job that you ever had uh, in Eagle Rock? I really didn't work until after high school. You were so, giving away all your time to K-Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they did. I mean, if... <laughs> it was fun. If you get to sit on the lap of NXS, exactly, that's better than money. Exactly. Did you have any need for money back then? Did your mom like give you a good enough allowance? No, she didn't. <laughs> she really didn't. Because how she are you buying these struggling. beers? Um, a lot of times we would just ask for donations. <laughs> Sounds really bad, but yeah. Among other kids, um, occasionally I would babysit. Okay. Um, occasionally I would like but, okay. clean my babysitter's house. Well, I like love I this learned. babysitter too, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I would so clean her house. I was able to do that. So I got some money from them. But like the Wait, local the babysitter theater. would give you the money that your mom was giving her. How funny no, no, is no, that? No, 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 no. Different babysitter? No, same babysitter. But like, she's like, oh, you want to earn some more money? Like, you know. But I'm saying your mom gave the babysitter oh, yeah. 10 bucks to babysit right. you. <laughs> and clean her house. Yeah, pretty much. No, I got I got paid more for that that job. That was kind of cool. But like anytime I would ask my mom to go to the, to the movies, I would go to the Eagle Theater. That's going to be reopening, which I'm looking forward to that. Um, and it was two dollars. Uh, it was a dollar fifty to get in. My mom would ask like, "How much is it?" And I was like, "It's a dollar fifty to get in." And she gave me two dollars. I'm like, I can't get anything with two dollars, but whatever. Go to the movie theater and you know see breakfast club for like the fourth time what a great movie it was a great movie i mean it 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 seems like what old people say but the 80s were great yeah and 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 such a great time to be a young person really it's just like that whole movie valley girl that was kind of accurate it was a great movie it was accurate yeah uh there was a a huge difference between living Uh, in the valley and living on the other side of the hill yeah and and people would discriminate against each other? Oh, yeah. How does Eagle Rock fit in? Are you Valley or are you Hollywood? Technically, probably considered Valley. Even is, is, though that it wasn't really like... They, I guess we weren't really discriminated against because we were like so far off. It really wasn't even thought... Like we weren't thought about like a consideration, really. Which yeah. is has its benefits. Yeah, exactly. And uh, because of that, I feel like... It's still a quaint town. It's still clean. It's still like all these cool things. You're close to Highland Park. So mm-hmm. if you do want a little bit of an edge and maybe a little bit more authentic Mexican food, it's so close. I know. Just it's Highland Park is being kind of taken over. And... You don't like the gentrification? No, I don't. I really don't. I feel you... bad for the, the, the businesses and the family businesses that, you know, the tailor shop that's been there forever. And it's just. You know, they, they can't afford it anymore. They kind of feel bad for them. Was Highland Park a place that um, Eagle Rock kids would ride their bikes to? No. Really? No, Highland Park really wasn't like, it was like a lot of, lo- there was like a, I think there was like a pizza place on the corner of York and Avenue 52, I think it was. But there really wasn't that many places to go to. There wasn't the, 
the huh. donut friend donut shop and like there, there wasn't any of those places really no was it kind of gangy also yes in pasadena wasn't uh pasadena if you went more up north but the areas that we were going to like for the club it was pretty safe i i love that you took the bike or you took the bus everywhere mm-hmm. uh i rode my bike when i was a kid uh-huh. was there not bike riding happening oh yeah i mean i rode my bike all around but i you know i didn't take it anywhere and like can't really go in like goth clothing on a bicycle <laughs> like just the two don't really mix like so it's better to go in the back and sit in the back of the bus with all your goth friends and kind of be back there and sulk <laughs> so the ali sheedy character in breakfast club was that pretty you? much yeah they that's what I'm like oh you remind me of ali sheedy's characters <laughs> and you're like hell yeah yeah Wow. Um, okay. Did you go to college? Uh, sometimes. Like, like I took a little bit of, you know, classes here and there, but never anything. School is not your thing. School is not my thing. No. What was your thing? Uh, music. Still yeah. is. Yeah. Music, concerts, uh, travel, uh, cooking, food. Did, so... you, did you have a, ever have a paying job where you could benefit from your music knowledge? Yes, I worked at Virgin Megastore. Oh, yes, I worked there um, when it oh, like we opened it in back in 1995, and we first got trained over at the Hollywood store. Oh yeah, or not Hollywood? I guess it was the Sunset, the was on Crescent Heights and Sunset yeah. Boulevard. So we got uh, trained on there. the second floor up there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we first got trained there to bring all the, we were going to be alphabetizing all the CDs and everything. <laughs> so I remember the first day that I was there, I had gone out the night before. I think I was celebrating my birthday or something and just had the worst hangover ever. Mm. But I was like, I can't miss out on this job. So just had to suck it up and go to Virgin. And it, it was a great, it was a great second job. I really loved that job. That was a lot of fun. What was your first job? Universal. What did you so do Universal then? Studios in the home entertainment division. Uh-huh. Uh, I worked there for 33 years and then 33 years. 33 years and then the pandemic hit and Oh really? Yeah. So up in up until So almost your whole adult August. life yeah. you worked at Universal. Yeah. I started there I think I was 18. I started temping there. Home entertainment? Home entertainment DVDs. So first VHS. D- originally VHS. Originally VHS. Now I'm sure they gave you all those. Oh, I my collection is extensive so are we starting at like jurassic park where are we starting for universal oh gosh this was back in 1987 okay was when i went first started working with with home entertainment and and i'm a stoner so tell me what what did i watch like no i'm thinking what did you get for free working there it was a lot of dvds like vhs's and dvds and i um, part of my job, well, I first worked in the mailroom and then I went over to like do a desk job and that I was uh, managing managing the video lending library. So I traded with all the other companies like Warner Brothers and MGM and just numerous other ones and we would trade titles. Well, a lot of times they would send two copies. So I was like, oh, okay, one for the library and one for me. Or, you know, I'd give it to somebody else if it so, wasn't my thing. So are these the suits of Warner Brothers who want the Jurassic Park uh, DVD? And so they say, here's, what, Back to the Future? Um, you know, the box set? Right. Box, you know? It, it would just be like a, a 
VHS or DVD and you send, you know, send it from the depot in Memphis and it <laughs> ships over to them, which is kind of funny. Oh, really? Because you have L.A. And, and Universal City and the depot in Memphis is turning around and shipping the DVDs back to back L.A. to Burbank. That's crazy. Which is kind of funny. Well, because they were manufactured there. Oh, is that what's yeah. going on? But still, you were the middle woman. Yeah. And um, it was fun because back then I, I talked a lot about movies and the people that I worked with were really into movies. But then that didn't end up being the case after a while. Right. It's kind of sad. Were you physically at um, Universal City? Mm-hmm. In the big, well, the the shorter building next to the big tall building before you go up to the tour. Mm-hmm. I was on the, that fourth floor for, gosh, from 86, 87 till 99, mm-hmm. 2000, something like that. So and then we you, moved to big tall building. Did you get to go to the Universal Amphitheater for free? There was a lot of concerts that I got free tickets. Which, because MCA Records was just right below us. And that was... You're, now you're sure. smiling. People at yeah. home, she is Concerts. beaming. <laughs> Concerts. Tell me some of the shows that you got to see there. Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I can't even think. Like, Oingo Boingo and Donna Summer and, um, oh, gosh, uh, Erasure. And, like, I can't even remember. There's, There's like too many. so many. There's, like... I have stacks and stacks of ticket stuff. So. The uh, MTV VMAs were there. Mm-hmm. Did you get to go to any of that? No. That was the MTV thing. Yeah. Um, you were there probably before they put the roof on the thing, too. No, actually, I wasn't. Oh. I didn't get to go to any of those shows before the roof was, okay. was put on. So. so how do you feel that they turned that into Harry Potter's world? Well, being a big Harry Potter fan, oh. that part I like, but I... <laughs> I really hate to see another music venue bite the dust. I thought that, because I saw the first uh, Weezer tour there, Uh and we were late, and I was like, oh, don't worry about it. That sound can't be the band, because it sounds so good. Right. And (laughs) that's when I learned, no, that amphitheater sounds great. Yeah. Great. And I've seen a million shows there, too. Yeah. And... um. And I miss it. It's it's well. First of all, being a public transportation person, there's 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 very few where you can take the red line to and take the right. little trolley up and see a show and mm-hmm. not have to pay for that parking. Um, but also, it was it 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 for people in the valley, like that yeah. was their place because there still is a thing like. People in the valley don't really travel over the hill yeah. unless they absolutely have to. And the same being said, when I lived in West Hollywood, I I wouldn't go over that hill. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not going over the hill. I'd so the valley there. girl ethos is true still. Yeah, it is. And and we're in our little bubbles, which I yes. think is what this podcast is going to show people. Yes. And Eagle Rock is definitely its own bubble in a way. Right. Um, which is why it surprised me that you said that you would go to the beach. Right. Because I would think that is such a trek. Oh, yeah. It was probably about two hours. Yeah. But it was fun. <laughs> Checking out, looking out the window, you know, seeing all the different characters coming in on the bus. For sure. Some interesting people. But I would think that the kids today, mm-hmm. if they are living in Eagle Rock, right. we'll, we'll definitely go to Pasadena and Glendale. But that might be it. Right. But also kids don't really take the bus today. But but I hear like. that even when they drive, they don't go that that far. Right. Yeah. They, they like their little bubble. They don't go outside. 
that too. Of their bubble. They just kind of stick to what they know, which is kind of sad. Because we have like this, uh, this crazy variety of adventures they can be on. I know. LA has so many different chapters and so many things to see. And if people would just take the time and do a little research and check things out, like go some, do something different. So you're at Universal for 33 years. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite people that you got to meet there? Jimmy Stewart. Really? Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. How did That's that funny. happen? Um, he was there doing some interview work for the movie Harvey. I think we were releasing it on DVD or some kind of special thing. And he came in in that voice. That just, <laughs> that was pretty great. And just so personable and very friendly. And That's good to hear. And then also um, Alison Anders, director. Uh, she did Mavita Loca. Oh, yeah. And Things Behind the Sun, which is a great movie. Uh, Sonic Youth. Yeah. So um, her as well, she was so personable and just very friendly and just one of the nicest people I've ever met. How did you end up meeting her? She came in for an interview to, uh, uh, I think, actually, I think they were looking to get the movie Grace of My Heart onto DVD. And so they came and met with the the big wigs in the home entertainment to discuss that. But she was really, I still talk to her. To this really? Day. Yeah, she's really like, yeah, she's I've run into her at like movies, uh, movie Dogs in Space, which starred Michael Hutchins. She was there oh, for that. There you go. She was doing some things called Don't Knock the Don't Knock the Rock, which was down at the Silent Movie Theater before they closed. Those mm-hmm. were that was some. I'm wow. impressed that you even recognized her. Oh, I'm a huge fan. Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But just if if somebody does something that I like and I like their work, I'll usually you know. Kind of basically like when you get a, a piece of vinyl, you open it up and you in, just investigate everything. You learn all the lyrics, you learn the you know the liner notes, you learn everything about that. I just do that with things I like. And and I think that that's something that um, that people don't realize about people of LA mm-hmm. is well, first of all, you guys do get these jobs where you're working in the industry, right? And a lot of times um, the belief is. Oh, you you don't ever get to meet these people. You're in a tower somewhere or you're in the mill room underneath the tower. Right. And no. First of all, they're everywhere. Yes. These these stars. And you can't work at a place for 30 years and not end up like loving something about right. it. And you're right about the liner notes. I love liner notes. Oh, yeah. And and I, I miss that element of music these days. Mm-hmm. Because when you see, oh, that's a cover song, or oh, that guy produced this, or here's this guy from this Tom Waits album playing guitar on this song, like I think it's fascinating to oh, connect yeah. those dots. Oh yeah, definitely. And like uh, we... in excess or not in excess uh, X under the big black sun, uh there's like the liner notes, I think that was that the album for uh, Ray Manzarek? They kind of like he worked on that, but yeah, from the Doors. And I was also a Doors fan, so I like X, but I also like the Doors. You know, mm-hmm. I like Pink Floyd. I like King Crimson. And, you know, I like all different kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so why are you moving to uh, New Mexico? 
Uh, so my dad's family is originally from New Mexico. My, my dad grew up in New Mexico. And I've just noticed that whenever I go there, I kind of feel like a little sense of ease, like almost like I'm back home. And my cousin lives there and she's gotten a little older in age and like to help her out. And they have a really wonderful beer community out there. Lots of great breweries. Oh my gosh. There's some, they do. They, they really do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And some cider places too. Some really great cider places. There's one in Rio Rancho. And you really like beer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've brewed. Yeah. Are you a Tony darts away person too? Yes. Huh? Yes. Cause that's I what I've been asked. in a while. Cause now it's you know yeah. kind of far from me, but now I live in, in living in Anaheim right now. It's there's a lot of breweries down there. Too. Are there? Oh, Bottle Logic, which is technically, I don't think it's Anaheim. It's, but, well, it's part of Anaheim. But still, you'd rather move to New Mexico than stay in Anaheim? Yeah. I think it's time. It's time for a little bit of a change of scenery just to, you know, live. I've never lived anywhere else. I've always lived in Southern California. And Interesting. That's, now, Anaheim is the furthest south in Southern California I've ever lived until I leave there. And now I'm going east. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is there a restaurant in Eagle Rock that you're going to miss the most? Ooh. I, oh, geez. Um, well, I like Cacao. That place is really good. I just went there for the first time the other day. And and they have just some wonderful food there. And and again, Joe recommended this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it, it makes, if it's making the cut of the interview we did. Uh -huh. But he was like, it's a little pricey. It's actually a lot pricey, Joe. <laughs> I paid fourteen dollars for a burrito, a chicken burrito. Oh yeah, best fourteen dollar burrito I've ever oh, had. Oh, see, then sometimes it's unbelievable. Worth it. What else should I go when I return? Ooh, um, there is a place on no, 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 at, in Cacao. What do you like oh, to eat? Oh, when you oh, go I there? like the sea urchin tacos. Sea when, urchin tacos. Yeah, I'm a huge sushi fan, and I love sea urchin, and they. Combine it with a taco. I'm I'm a happy person. Is that like a ten dollar taco? Yeah, it's something like that. But remember. it's worth it, right? That's worth it. It's worth it. I also didn't know it was a Jonathan Gold uh, one hundred and one restaurant. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have my. I still have. I'm gonna keep those. I still have those guides. Those 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 guides. But like how cool that you have yeah. a restaurant in Eagle Rock that Jonathan Gold was like. That's Hell true. Yeah. And it lives up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's really good. Also, it's a good vibe in there. Mm -hmm. Like the decor is cool. They're not uppity. No, they're not uppity. I just, <laughs> I wish the parking was a little bit better. Oh. Never used to have trouble parking in Eagle Rock when I had a car. Like, there was places to park. And now it's just, you know, there's all these places that are people coming to and living there. You may not have the answer for this, mm -hmm. but there's a women's center um, uh, on Colorado. A beautiful wooden. Yes. You're, you're smiling. I'm very familiar with that. Are you? Yeah. Please tell me about it. Ah. Uh... Do you not like it? No, no, no. I actually, I, I loved it. I just, it doesn't hold the best memories for me. Oh. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful location. People should book their events there because it's, it's got so much history. You broke up with a dude there. It was my um, first husband. Him and I got married there. And I swear I'm not psychic. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of weird. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So, well, okay. The reason that I bring it up mm -hmm. is. Um, a friend of mine lives in Eagle Rock, mm -hmm. and you guys used to have these street fairs here. Yes. What was that called? Uh, the oh gosh, maybe it's just Eagle... a street fair, the Eagle Rock Street Fair. No, like it had like a different. It had a name. Yeah, and, and I just thought it was really cool because uh -huh. I missed the Sunset Junction Street Fair. Right. And 
it kind of gave me a little bit of vibes there, but it's it's even more family friendly here. Right. And it's free. And so as we're walking up and down Colorado, a place that I'm still not that familiar with, uh-huh. some something was happening in there. Maybe it was just free lemonade. I don't know right. what it was. And I was like, this is a great place. Oh, yeah. Where does this place get to be so cool from? I have to say, if somebody's going to get married, they should really book their event there because it it includes tables and chairs. So a lot of things are incorporated. And when I was originally looking to get married at the other place that used to be the Eagle Rock Library, you had to bring all that stuff in. So, Mm. yeah. But it's it's a beautiful location and, and... so much history in that building. I, I love the architecture. What do they normally do in there? Uh, usually they have their women's club meetings. Did it you is. ever go to this? No, I never joined the women's club. <laughs> Just, I, I didn't know if it would be my kind of thing. I may, Maybe since I'm getting older and up there in age, maybe it's time for me is to... It, so it's the older women? I, I think so. Kind of it thing? seems like it comes across to that. I, I don't even know. I've never actually met anybody that belongs to a women's <laughs> club, so maybe I need to meet somebody and it's like, oh, okay, you're, then I can do that. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys do? Like, so. You got to wear a cool hat probably. Maybe. Like a fez? That would be, no, I think that's just, that's for drinking. <laughs> All right. Any uh, shout outs before you uh, leave uh, Eagle Rock in the Dust? <sighs> it's kind of sad to leave Eagle Rock in the Dust, but maybe I'll be back. Who knows? It's uh, Columbo's great restaurant that has been there for ages uh the bartender there makes an amazing martini so i i know i'll stop in there one more time before we leave columbus is where uh on colorado boulevard actually directly across the street from the women's club oh okay so on that same side it's directly across the street right yeah uh italian food steaks there's a usually like a three-piece jazz band playing there in the evenings yeah it's really great place eagle rock and that's been there for a long time way under the radar this place it is it is it it was it's a little bit more known now (laughs) but not columbo's well safe travels to you rebecca thank you you so much thank you so much this has been fun yay (laughs) how great was rebecca you know who else we want to skip school with and take requests for? Our Patreons, who are the kings of the school. When you stoke us, you're saying, Tony, Jordan, here's a vinyl LP. Here's a beer at the show. Here's a ticket to the Hollywood Bowl. Every donation you hand over <laughs> helps keep this insane project rolling. Thanks for the hand. So shout out to our Patreons, Nancy Rommelman, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Jamie Taylor, Mark Johnson, Kira Ann, Barney Granke, Ben Welsh, Henry Furman, Jen Adams, The Lonely Chair, Trevor Wilson, and Bree Wild. Want to hear your name at the end of next week's show? Go to patreon.com slash here in LA and give till it hurts. Also, shout out to our Angelinos. To be an Angelino, all you have to do is PayPal us 25 bucks or more and we will list you on the Here in LA website forever. You will also be given a number to denote how early you got in. For bragging purposes, basically. Uh, And you helped make this dream come alive. For example, Angelino number one is Allie Miller. Number two, George Wright. Number three, Rita Joanne. Number four, Jason Sutter. Number five, Grant Houghton. Six, Rob Baker. Seven, Kev Chang. And number eight is Brenda Garcia. Just PayPal, 
your hard-earned cash to busblog at gmail.com. Want to support us, but you're giving money to Ukrainian refugees who need your cash and prayers and seriously good vibes? Got it. Totally. But you can still help. Post your favorite episode of Here in L.A. on your Facebook. Oh, my God. Post two. Post every single time we come out with a new episode, which is at least once a week, and we're nudging closer to two. Tweet something nice about us. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. Tell them how Here in L.A. is spelled, and then it's on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and (coughs) Spotify. Here in L.A. is produced by myself, Tony Pierce, and a man who would have played sax on NXS's new record in a perfect world, Jordan Katz. Editing, mixing, and music supervision by Jordan Katz. Songs by Oregon and Jordan Katz. Special thanks to Cindy for creating the logo, Jen for inspiring this, and Joe Armstrong from last week's episode for telling us about Rebecca. That's how it's done. Long live Richard Bray! Richard Bray!